for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Paula Dennison. She's the Assistant City Manager and our local census guru. So today's topic, yeah, is census. And joining us is OSU's uh, John Mark Day. And I'm going to let you tell me what your title is, because I just think of you as OSU's John Mark Day. Sure. (laughs) My title is Director of Leadership and Campus Life. So I get to work with students outside of the classroom on anything that helps them get connected, get engaged, and develop as leaders. Awesome. And then Greek life as well. That's part of that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, So we're going to be talking census. Census day is April 1st. Yes, it is. And that's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday? Yes. Yes. Because we've been counting down since... Uh, The last year and three or four months or so. so. Census is really important. It's not only important to the city of Stillwater, it's important to Payne County and to OSU. So what we're going to discuss today is, you know, kind of make all, connect all those dots for us, Paula. And um, why don't, I'm just going to let you kind of give us an overview of why it's important and what those dots are. Okay, great. Thanks, Sherry. And welcome, John Mark. It's Thank good you. to have you here it's with us. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, and you've done a lot for promoting the census on and off campus, and we certainly appreciate that tremendously. So the one of the reasons the census is so important is for, of course, the congressional redistricting right? Um, and making sure that Oklahoma is fairly represented in Congress. So that's very important um, to us, especially local government and Oklahoma State being part of the state government system. So that's one important piece. And we have lost representation. We have lost. And Oklahoma has. So, yes, so we, we have. So we have a history of this. So you're right. It's very important. Yes. We, we want our fair share instead of giving it to another state. Absolutely. Uh, Same thing with money. Now let's talk money. Let's talk money. Um, For every person that is counted, we're going to make it positive, the state of Oklahoma gets sent back to us a little over $1,600 per person. Per person. You spread that out over a 10-year period between the decennial censuses, that's a ton of a lot of money that's coming back to Mm -hmm. our state not going to Arkansas, Texas, Colorado, New York, Washington State, any of the mm-hmm. other states, our tax money is coming back to us. So it's us. the money that we pay in taxes. Also, April 1st is tax day. So they kind of weirdly tied together there. But so And we April pay. Fools. Yeah, and that's April right. Fools. <laughs> so but this is not a joke. Not a joke. Uh, so we pay taxes. So we send taxes to D.C., Yes. And then the way we get them back in forms of grants, uh, funding, uh, lots of things, is in part by how many people are in the state. And so when they allocate it out, they are looking at the census. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you a, a really easy example. We are considered a small city when it comes to community development block grant funds through um, housing and urban development. Okay. So that's a federal program. In order for us to get our share of that CDBG money, um, it's based on small cities as anybody between uh, 15,000 and 50,000 population. 
So a pot of money is given to Oklahoma for the small cities program. We get a piece of that pot. It usually is around $100,000, $120,000 every grant cycle. If we were over 50000 then we're not considered small cities and pull from that pot anymore. We go directly to HUD, and we competitively com- bid and compete for grant monies to the tune of 400000 to 800000 Wow. So look at how much more could we money we that? can get and what we can do with it. Yes. Okay, so how does it affect OSU? So OSU is similar to that um, because students are affected. There's additional money for Pell Grants Mm -hmm. for the students. Um, A lot of the transit funding is based on the OSU bus is based on how many riders they have, how large is their route system that they've got, what all populations are they serving? Are they serving the elderly as well as they could be? Well, they've got limited money coming to them to operate the bus system. So as we are completely and accurately counted, count once and count in the right place, then that money is coming back to Oklahoma State, it's coming back to the city of Stillwater, it's coming back to the community of Stillwater, the hospital benefits from it. Our daily bread benefits mm-hmm. from it. The public school system benefits from right. it. Chamber of Commerce. I mean, we could go on and on and on. We have a and long list. I have list. a huge list. I do. I have it printed off, and it is huge. Now, John Mark Day, who is with OSU, who is our guest today, you did whenever we invited you to be part of the Complete Count Committee, what was your um, uh understanding of the census before that meeting were you well versed in it or was this a surprise to you i mean i knew it was happening kind of vaguely i knew it was a thing that (laughs) happened and you know census has happened that's why christmas happens because of the census way back in the bible right (laughs) and so that was that was the one thing that i knew about it and but i knew almost nothing about the importance of the census to the community and and really what this would mean for us if everybody in Stillwater and Payne County was accurately counted. Right. That's what's been so exciting for me is to really learn, boy, there's a lot of potential that we have right now that if we can capture everybody, it's going to be very exciting for us. It really is. And uh, traditionally, people think that the uh, student population's undercounted. So what are your thoughts? What have, what have you learned about that? Absolutely. So that was one of the biggest surprises that I had was the census is unique in that we ask students to be counted where they are on April 1st. So it's yes. not your permanent address. Right. It's not mm-hmm. your parents' address. It's not where you are from. But it's where are you on that day. And for our OSU students, it's a Wednesday, so they're in class. Yeah. Right? And so <laughs> right. they will be here in Stillwater and Payne County. So it's very, very important that our students know that they count here in Stillwater. And there's been a lot of uh, outreach to the students to make sure that they know this, and they're surprised. Yes, they are. They are surprised because, you know, most other things we think about your taxes and things like that, it's all for your permanent address. And so for it to be here in Stillwater, that's very unique, uh, and it is very surprising for our students. And a lot of times it's just the first time they're going to be doing something adult by themselves. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you are responsible <laughs> to be a citizen and to do the census by yourself. It's like, no, my parents will do it for me. And so that has been a huge outreach uh, message that we've been sharing. And we're telling parents that same thing, yeah. right? You don't don't count your student. If you're not uh, in Stillwater or Payne mm-hmm. County, they need to count here and, and not mm-hmm. on your census form. 
And you've got such a diverse location of where the students are. Absolutely. You've got the uh, residence halls, you've got Greek life, you've got off-campus housing. I mean, and it's hard, I'm sure it's difficult to reach all of those because they're going to be counted differently also. That's right. And that's an interesting thing for our students to know as well. For students who live in our residence halls, they actually don't have to worry about it. We have an administrative process that we will count them automatically as part of the census. It's just uh, like they do in prison. <laughs> that's, I, it is actually considered to be the same process. It's the same process. <laughs> but that says nothing about what it means to live in a residence hall on a college campus. Um, for students who live in our fraternity and sorority houses, uh, they also will be counted administratively as well. Their house director will fill out the census for the entire... Because they're living uh, in quarters. Because they're living in, yeah, yeah, what's considered group quarters right. for the census. Mm -hmm. So really the only students who actually have to to worry about this or to do this are our students who live in the community of Stillwater, which is, of course, the majority of mm -hmm. our students. And so they will be uh, receiving that information at their uh, home here in Stillwater, and then one person in that household needs to fill it out for the household. So let's talk about the process of the, because we are coming up on April 1st. So, okay, so we tell them they need to fill out the census. What's the process? How will they know to do what they're supposed to do? So we started about four years ago. This is not a oh my gosh, April 1st is right around the corner for decennial census, so let's pick it up two or three months in advance. We started about four years ago verifying every individual residential address inside the city of Stillwater. Because the, the addresses could be different than the previous. And Absolutely, we've added, yes. We've, we've added, we've, we've removed. We've re yeah. Right. So yeah. a lot of activities happen in 10 years. A lot of activity so how does. Many, how many addresses were affected? Uh, you know, there were over 3,000. Wow. That that mm. was the the net gain yeah. of of what we had turned into them, and so we turned it into the Census Bureau, and they confirm just like they do the census count yeah. itself. They come around and just make sure that when we say that is a residential dwelling unit, it really is. It's not a church or a business or something mm -hmm. like that. So we did that. Once um, the Census Bureau confirms that, then they have the list of addresses that the census invitation postcards will be mailed to beginning about the early to mid-March. So right. we're quickly approaching that time as well. Postcard will be mailed to each one of those addresses. It will not have your name on it necessarily. It's going to be to your address. It'll have a unique identifier on mm -hmm. there for your address. This census is going to be completely different than previous ones because it's not a paper form that you get in the mail to fill out. That postcard with that unique identifier gives you a URL to go to online, and you put in your code, and you fill out the census form. You answer the questions. Make sure you hit the submit button so it does get turned in. Then you're counted. Um, after that, they will start coming around. Uh, I think they're going to start coming around after April 1st, about the second week in April, usually in university towns, they start the second now week in May. These are the enumerators. These are the enumerators, census yes. After the, after, the, after the census day has come and gone. Okay. And people have done what the Census Bureau and all of us are hoping that they will do, complete it, submit it. Um, the census enumerators, yes, the mm -hmm. workers, 
who will have a badge, so make sure and ask for their identification when they come around. They'll come around to those houses for a number of reasons. One, to make sure that the information provided is correct. It's just going to be random checking. Okay. Another thing they're going to check is if your address did not complete the census, they're going to knock on the door and they can take that information right then and there so that your address and your home can be counted and all so the are people there within any, it. like penalties or fines if they don't uh, if you don't do the census? Uh, the loss of money and representation for the yeah. state of Oklahoma, Payne County, Stillwater, OSU, school district, hospital. Yeah, yeah we can go through the whole long list. So, I mean, yeah. so nothing individual, not individual, right. but the state is affected greatly. The state is affected greatly, and then it trickles down. All right. of us are too. Wow. <laughs> so, really is important. The other thing on campus uh, is the international population. So, huge uh, international population, and do they? participate in the census? They they do participate in the census. We want our international students to be counted as Mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, that's, it's really important for folks to know there is no citizenship question on the census. That was a big, big debate. Big Mm -hmm. debate. Absolutely. And and it's, it's been stricken. So it's not going to be on the census. No one's going to be asking, are you a citizen of the Mm -hmm. United States of America? And it's very important for our international Mm -hmm. students to know that we want them to count, right? We we want them to be able to have access to the services that are here in Stillwater. You know, the other thing that's also important to know about the census is the information is anonymous. Right. So it's 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 confidential, and, and Paul, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's by law it's mandated to be confidential for 75 years. Yes, it is. And even me filling out the addresses, I had to sign. And commit to, yes, if I violate this, if I don't destroy it when uh, the information uh, is provided over to the Census Bureau, then there's jail time. There's an enormous fine. And that's so just for. Serious and, oh, absolutely serious. So, yes, all of the information is protected and confidential. Yeah, and that's really important. You know, if you are renting a place, the information that you provide on the census is not going to be given to your mm-hmm. landlord, right? right? So, that information is not mm-hmm. going to go anywhere where somebody can come in and know what you wrote. So I think it's really important that folks understand that they can complete this truthfully and honestly, knowing that that information is going to be protected. Mm -hmm. So for the international population, are there other benefits for the the census even knowing that they're here? Why why do we care? Well, you know, they like John Mark alluded to, they are using the services that are provided here in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. They're riding the OSU bus and they're getting grants and loans and they're uh, driving on our streets and they're participating in maybe the restaurants that we have here or that they wish we had here. Right. So mm-hmm. Many of them are working. They're yeah. holding down jobs. So the money that is funneled into the community, everybody is going to directly benefit from it in some form or fashion. So it's important that everyone who lives in Payne County or in, and in Oklahoma and the U.S., I guess. Uh, let's just go really right. wide yeah. here. <laughs> well, let's say Payne County, everybody. particularly Payne County, yeah, I think. That's, let's right. say that, that's yeah. our little, because, So for our complete count committee, of which uh, we're all members, so I'll let Paula uh, talk about it. So why 
why did we get so early on it? Why did we pull together the entire county? What 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 was driving that, Paula? Uh, the last decennial census, it was just primarily Stillwater and OSU focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did not reach the 50,000 that, since I've been here, I am committed to. We've been over 50,000 for a number mm-hmm. of years. With it not being as successful as we had hoped, we needed to step back and regroup and re-strategize mm-hmm. of how we can have us be more successful. The group effort, the whole county, all of the local communities, Stillwater's the largest, right. of course. The other communities, they're less than 5,000 population. They benefit also. The county benefits mm-hmm. also. Look at all the road money that comes right. to the county from population. There's, uh, if we surpass 50,000, we become a metropolitan planning organization, which the majority of the money for roads, county, city, is funneled through that regional group that Mm -hmm. works together on how to plan for our future transportation network. It's already going to affect us countywide. Right. Let's pick it up from the county With the consolidated effort and all of the cooperation we're getting, I believe we have such a greater success chance in having that complete, accurate count, count once and where you're at. And and another thing... um you know, that I learned during the, during my time on this uh, committee is the FEMA money. Uh, You know, you may not, so you're (laughs) like, oh, I don't really care about community development, don't really care uh, whether or not the roads are fixed, I don't know. But if my, if I was affected by uh, the flooding, yeah, natural disaster, (laughs) right. um, It also affects that. Sure it does. Um, Even when we had the flooding back uh, last May, Our emergency management and the first responders, they needed to know where people were located in case they had to go get them. Uh They also needed to know, are we going to need three boats to get out there because there's 80 people or are there two people and we can get them with one? So the resources that are utilized, knowing where people are and how many are there in an emergency situation, critical to know that. We ask those questions um, in a different manner throughout the the course of time if you register your storm shelter. We want to know so we can get to you and help you uh, increases the survivability there when we know where somebody is and how many are there. Same thing with FEMA from that regard, also money. We participated in FEMA's hazard mitigation money. Mm -hmm because of the damage that was uh, that was impacted city from the public standpoint and private from the individual standpoint yeah. without the numbers without knowing all of the values of the property and the people we would not have been able to get as much FEMA money as we have coming in wow that these are like really important issues um, so so we've been working as a committee for like over a year trying to get the information out. So what has OSU done specifically to reach out to the students? What Are you guys having events, uh, face-to-face meetings? What's going on there? We are. So we have been working, uh, sending a lot of message, per- to, particularly to our off-campus students, mm-hmm. to, to let them know how the census works, uh, give them the heads up that it is coming. You know, one of the uh, biggest messages we're trying to get out to students right now is just, 
check your mail, right? This postcard oh. is going to come <laughs> to your house. During spring break. During, and during spring break, right. Uh-huh. And so we want them to, to, to be prepared, be on the lookout uh-huh. for that so that they can uh, get that information. We are going to be uh, on March 31st, the day before Census Day. We're going to be hosting a big census party outside of the student union. Uh, we're going to have lots of information and, and uh, events and food there to make sure that students know, hey, this is, this is happening, this is going on. Um, and we are also providing space within the student union for folks to actually come in and fill out the census. So we've got some computers there. If there are students who want some help. Mm-hmm. Now, the Payne County Census, census Central is at the Stillwater Public Library. Right. So yes. anybody in Payne County can go there uh, and get help, including our students. Uh, but if folks are on campus and they want that extra help, we're happy to provide that as well. So. Do we have a feel yet for, um, and we may not know until it's afterwards, because it's always, the census has always been paper. So this is the first time it's moving to electronic. And you would think that would be easier for the students, you know, because they're just used to doing a lot of things on their phones. Do, do we know that they're going to say, oh, I will take a moment to, to do this on my phone? Is that a concern? What have I, you heard, Paula? I think I think it's much more attractive uh-huh. because that's what they're used to. They do mm-hmm. practically everything on some electronic device. Yeah. Doesn't have to be your phone. It can yeah. be your iPad. It can be your desktop. Whatever, as long as you've got that internet connection. Right. And that's what John Mark alluded to is they're going to have set up to. Um, aid folks in completing the census just as the Stillwater Public Library Mm -hmm. Census Central is going to. But that does not mean that we're taking your information and inputting it for you. You still are the responsible party to complete the census form on your own. But yeah, I I think it's going to be much more attractive to the 30 and under group, maybe even 35, 38, 40 and under group, mm-hmm. uh, that it's going to be available in that more easily accessed form. Well, I'm really excited about this census party. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. And and But there's also people there that, so if you did have a question, am I supposed to fill this out? Just, you know, because, you know, the students, you know, they're used to, like my parents' voice right. taking care of me. Yes. I, need, I need, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I not? You know, what do I put as my address? I was kind of thinking about my daughter who actually is in, in Tempe, Arizona, going to school there. So she's rented a, a studio apartment in someone else's house. Mm-hmm. So the address, she does have a studio address, but it's in, it's in a residential. So I'm not sure, will she get a postcard for her little studio apartment inside but probably not because the studio apartment was built after probably the addresses went in. Oh, yeah, it could be. So now I'm thinking the house, the, the people she's renting from, need to include her yes, on they do. their census. So there's, mm-hmm. so there's kind of weird things that kind of pop up, and it's like, how, how do you handle that? So by having uh, March 31st as a resource day, come and ask. I'm sure there will be... Uh, uh, librarians there who who have done some training on learning how you know some of the peculiarities of of the census so this is all really exciting and I can't really wait to see how it turns out yeah us too um, right now we are the state estimates the population of Stillwater at 50,391 oh wow we oh have God. just got to prove it wow it's yeah. that close it, it is that oh. close Ooh. yeah 
Yeah. That's like one undergraduate. It's a taser. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's a taser. Yeah. It is. uh, And that challenges us Mm -hmm. on and off campus. Okay, now we've got to prove it. That's right. I think anybody who's driven down Perkins Road at 5 o'clock in the afternoon knows that there are more than 50,000 people in Stillwater. (laughs) And they're all trying to turn left right there. But I think this is our opportunity to say... We know this, and now we can prove it. And, right. and that's what's so great about this. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm going to switch gears just a okay. little bit because we haven't really talked athletics. Ah. So let's talk athletics. Um, we hear quite often from the athletics department, wow, when we bring students in, when we're recruiting them, and they come in with their families, and they're 16, 17, 18 years old, campus is great, the programs are fantastic, what are they going to do if they want to do something off campus? Ooh, well, you know, okay, not a mm-hmm. tremendously appealing yeah. activity list for them to do at that age. We've got a number of things you can do 21 and older, right. but anybody under 21. So having the complete count, having it over a certain threshold, look at the entertainment venues that now Stillwater is on their their radar. Look at the restaurants Stillwater is on their radar. Look at the other unique shopping opportunities Mm -hmm. or just investment of money from what we don't have available to us right now. Because the audience exists. The audience exists and it's recognized. It's documented that that audience is here. So the reach of the census and what the numbers do and the stats of the census, unbelievable when you just start digging into it. There's 316 or 17 programs that the feds fund. It's about 675 billion with a B dollars if you don't have the right count in the right place you're not getting your fair share of that through those over 300 different federal programs it is amazing when you start looking at it because we are talking uh you know native american uh grants we're talking grants for elementary students we're talking grants for uh farmers and farmer loans i mean it, it really uh the elderly programs, this is where all the money is gets divvied up. Yeah, housing, housing. assistance, mm-hmm. um, health care, um, children. Uh, a lot of children-focused right. opportunities are funded through the Complete Count. Wow. Uh, well, we've got a lot of this information on a website that we've created. It's called PayneCountyCensus.org, just one big word there, .org. And we've put a lot of this information on there. So if you have questions about the census, um, we've, we've linked to the U.S. Census webpage as well, but we've kind of kind of went through and filtered it to the things that we think people are looking for the most and kind of it's it's a easier way to navigate than going straight to the census website so that's available go to the public libraries in any of the cities in Payne County including the OSU library mm-hmm. uh, so everybody's really has just pulled together and it's been really exciting is there any uh, final thoughts before we uh, end this podcast I'm, I'm just going to give a little teaser we keep learning all kinds of different stuff about the census and and what happens, part of the process. So we learned just yesterday that when you complete the form and you hit the submit button, there should be something that pops up telling you 
thank you for being counted or you're counted or Mm -hmm. something, some verification that your information has been submitted and received. We think that's going to be critical because Stillwater also Mm -hmm. is planning for an event. We're looking for hours on Census Day itself. And this is just the teaser. I'm not going to tell what it is yet. Yeah, it's exciting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. The the suspense is building. (laughs) So stay tuned for it. But the reason I mentioned the confirmation that your census, that you had been counted, we're going to need that for you to get something on Census Day when you come visit us. That's right. Oh my so that is coming. <laughs> so um, anyway, we'll, you can go to the city's Facebook page, websites, uh, PaineCountyCensus.org. A lot more information is coming out. And John Mark will be tweeting it out because he's I'll a be great tweeting, I'll be census sending it out tweeter. there. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Follow uh, me for fun facts about the okay, census. Yeah, so what's yeah. your handle? It's at John Mark Day. All right. Uh, that's exciting. I love tweeting tweets i do i i'm like i like following i don't tweet that much but i do like knowing what everybody i stalk everybody that's what i do i'm a stalker so good to know yeah (laughs) Um, anyway well thank you both for coming in and doing this special episode of fyi stillwater Um, the census is really important and the the support that the committee has had and everybody coming together for this has been really been inspiring so and uh, and it's made some great relationships too that we just like this that we can we can rely on if something Mm -hmm. comes up doesn't have to be census it can just be anything it's it's cool to see the community come together and and, yes. and really rally behind this. Because we are very much interconnected. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And maybe I'll have you back. When, when do we get the results? That's oh. We're, we're going to have a reunion. That was great. Uh, <laughs> can we have a big reveal <laughs> we'll where the it. number gets, we, like, flashed we will. up? Maybe we'll do it video style next time, and we'll have, like, a little oh, counter. The, yeah. Oh that would be we'll good. We are, we are going there, folks. We are <laughs> going there. All right. So the president, of course, has to verify the census uh-huh. first before it gets distributed out to anybody else. So so after he verifies it, then it's about a year to a year and a half oh God, before we sense. actually get our confirmed oh. number. Oh my God. We will probably be able to get a teaser if we mm-hmm. press really hard because yeah. the state is loving our complete count committee and everything that we're doing. They recognized us on a number of different platforms. Right. Yeah, that's, um, so that's been sweet. It has, yeah. yeah. So I'm really hoping that we can push a little and say, you know, we really need to know as early as you mm-hmm. can find out. So we'll keep the website up until then and yes. maybe even put a counter on that till we know the date. But, yeah, we're, we're coming back, folks. Okay. So <laughs> Stay tuned All right. for a long time. That's right. <laughs> for at least a year. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends.